Hey friends, welcome to Anchored In Always. I'm Katie Thornhill, and I've been through the storms of marriage infidelity, drug and alcohol addiction of a loved one, and even loss of a child to cancer. In this podcast, I will share with you how to place healthy boundaries in your relationships, how to recover from past hurts using the principles of Christian recovery, and how to find healing even in the loss of a loved one, so that you can live a life of joy and purpose despite your circumstances. If you're ready to find freedom and victory, then join me on a journey of soul restoration as we anchor into Jesus. So pull your hair back, strap on your boots, and grab your Bible, and let's weather this storm. Welcome back to Anchored and Always. In today's episode, we will finally finish up the 12 steps and 8 principles of Christian recovery. And this is honestly my favorite part of the recovery journey. When Josh and I felt God calling us to start a Celebrate Recovery ministry at our home church, we thought we were doing it to help everyone else. But God knew what was in front of us, the battle that we would face, and the outcome of that battle. He knew that not only would many people be impacted by this ministry, but that we would need it to help us walk through the trials of cancer in our young son, his death, and the grief that we are now experiencing and walking through. We both have found tremendous healing through CR, individually and for our marriage as well. But if we had stopped there and just been thankful for healing and never responded to God's call to step out of our comfort zone, trust Him, even though the timing seemed terrible for us, we would have missed out on one of the biggest blessings of our lives so far. If we didn't have this ministry to serve in, to share our story, our pain, and our burden with others, we would be so caught up in our own pain and loss. I know that I would be bitter, resentful, and discouraged. But giving back by sacrificing our time and our resources through leading in this ministry has truly helped us keep a kingdom mindset. It's reminding us that it's not just about us and our story. It's about the redeeming work of Jesus and the restoring power of the Holy Spirit working in and through lives and hearts that are fully surrendered to Him. Principle 8 says, Yield myself to God to be used to bring this good news to others, both by my example and by my words. Happy are those who are persecuted because they do what God requires. Matthew 5.10 And step 12 says, Having had a spiritual experience as a result of of these steps, we try to carry this message to others and practice these principles in all of our affairs. So when you think about how far you may have come on this journey, if you've been maybe working through the steps and listening to these last episodes, you'll see that you've stepped out of denial. You've realized your powerlessness and his willingness to help you and his love for you, and you've surrendered to it. You've done the hard work of identifying your struggles, writing your moral inventory, making amends with people in your life, and then committing to daily time with God for self-examination as well as daily writing your daily inventory. So now, in this place of healing, you are filled up and you're ready to pour out. James 2.17 says, In the same way, faith by itself, if it is not accompanied by action, is dead. So we need to walk the walk, even as we talk the talk. We aren't saved by our works. That only comes by faith in Jesus Christ. But out of that overflow of a changed heart and a transformed mind, the action should come. Our life should look different. So what does it look like to give back? Matthew 10, 8 says, Freely you have received, freely you give. When God is first in your life, you realize that everything you have comes from Him. Your healing and your recovery came from Him. 
You were powerless and your life was unmanageable before him. But God demonstrated his love for us and that while we were still sinners, while we were broken and ultimately useless to him, he sent his son to die for our sins. Romans 8.32 tells us, He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, how will he not also, along with him, graciously give us all things? We become more like him when we give generously as he did and still does for us. He also gives us people in our lives. We were meant for community. We need each other. We all have gifts and talents that contribute to the body of Christ as a whole, and it all works together. Josh and I are so blessed to have faithful leaders and volunteers that come alongside of us in this ministry, and we couldn't do it without them. We need each each of their unique gifts to help this ministry function at its best so that we can impact more and more people. We've made the mistakes as new ministry leaders of trying to do it all on our own, but we've learned and are still learning that it works so much more powerfully when we allow others to use their gifts and then we can work together towards the same vision. Out of the place of healing, people begin to be equipped and then they're ready to serve and ultimately lead other people. It's a beautiful cycle that we see happening all the time at CR. Ecclesiastes 4, 9-12 through 12 reminds us, Two are better than one, because they have a good return for their labor. If either of them falls down, one can help the other up. But pity anyone who falls and has no one to help them. Though one may be overpowered, two can defend themselves. A cord of three strands is not quickly broken. So when you're willing to give of your time, your talents, and your resources, it can open up so much more meaningful experiences in your life. The more I am willing to be vulnerable about my shortcomings, my struggles, and especially as I share with women, the more they feel safe to share theirs with me as well. And it's in these moments that the healing really begins to happen. When we keep things hidden and buried, they become rotten and begin to infect us. But when we talk about it with someone else we trust, we expose it to the light and the real healing begins. I can't tell you how many times I've sat across from a woman who looks defeated, hopeless, and overwhelmed as she sits maybe in a share group for the first time, only to see her eyes begin to brighten and the surprise on her face when she starts hearing other women share about their deepest hurts. And there's no one judging and there's no snickering or no one trying to fix her problems or her. She just gets to share and people listen. And slowly that same woman who said in the beginning, I'm probably not going to talk or share. I just want to sit in is now pouring her heart out with tears coming down her face. This happens almost every week. And it's because as we give ourselves over to the work of the Holy Spirit, and we are no longer concerned with our image or what people think, that we share our stories vulnerably, powerful things begin to happen. God never wastes a hurt. He will use our stories if we let him for good. And that doesn't mean our stories are good, but there can still be purpose to the pain. What's the alternative, honestly, to grow old, bitter, angry, and resentful at the unfairness of it all? We can't change what happens in our lives. And and even what happens to us, but we can choose how we respond to it. And all of our stories are different, but we can share what we've learned through our experiences and how God gave us strength to get through it. And there's hope in that. Corinthians 1 verses 3 through 4 reminds us, Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of compassion and the God of all comfort 
who comforts us in all of our troubles so that we can comfort those in any trouble with the comfort we ourselves receive from God. We are not alone. And when we start sharing, God brings other people into our lives with similar experiences. Some of them will encourage us and others are there for us to encourage. Romans 8.38 says, And we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love him and who have been called according to his purpose. We may not always understand why things happen the way they do, but this is when we really begin to see if we truly do trust in the character of God over our circumstances. Our story is part of his story, and he promises an incredible end ultimately. So let me ask you some questions for you to consider as we close today. How do you want to spend your time here? How are you serving others? What's your story and how can you share it to bless others, to encourage and to give a different perspective? What are your spiritual gifts and how can you use them for good and to glorify God? Remember, you can't keep it if you don't give it away. That healing, that recovery will start to slip away if you don't share it with others and help them along in their journey as well. I know many of us think about giving and serving more during the holidays especially, but how can we begin to make it a long-term part of our daily life? Luke 8.16 says, No one lights a lamp and hides it in a clay jar or puts it under a bed. Instead, they put it on a stand so that those who come in can see the light. So let me pray over you as you consider how you might be a light to those in this dark and lost world. Dear Heavenly Father, God, I thank you for giving us the tools that we need to find healing in this life, for using every part of our stories for good and for your glory, for allowing us to even be a part of your bigger story as we share how you are working in our lives. And in doing that, it gives others encouragement, comfort, and hope, which ultimately brings us more comfort too. I pray for the listener who's struggling with their story today. They're wanting things to be different and feeling stuck. I pray that you would move in their hearts today to encourage them to begin their journey if they haven't and to share their story with others. I pray that as we head into the holiday season that we would shine your light in this dark world and draw people not to ourselves, but to the true source of all healing and joy. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hey friend, thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed it and would like to connect and learn more, join our community on Facebook at Anchored In Always. I will put the group link in the show notes. You can also email me at katie at anchoredinalways.com. Lastly, I want to bring this message of hope and healing to as many hurting people as possible. So help me spread the love by sharing this podcast on your social media outlets. Another way you can do this is to take a quick minute and subscribe and leave me a review. Thank you for anchoring in with me today. God bless you as you weather your storms.